You might want to start again because I think you started before I hit record. (laughs) (laughs) So what's everybody drinking tonight? I am still not drinking as I had uh, another wedding suit fitting today and my pants or trousers, as we would say in the UK, are increasingly tight. I have a bottle of Malbec, um, which is called Pierre something. Um, It's like handwritten, so can't quite see what the surname is. I think it's Laurent, but anyway, it's, it's Malbec. It's five quid and it's from Aldi. Five quid? You're pushing the boat out tonight. Well, it's a little bit more expensive than a normal £4.50 bottle. I know. Um, you had some mighty fine uh, meat to have with it, though, tonight. I did. It was very tasty. Yeah, I've got tea again. It's actually nighttime tea now, and it's making me super sleepy, so I'm not sure how much <laughs> Please, can you define like, nighttime tea, Becca? <laughs> Is it bedtime? Brew? I don't know. It just says pucker nighttime tea on box. It's really All right. Good. Is it um like caffeine-free or something? Though? Yeah, there's no caffeine in it. So, um, well, welcome to a very sleepy. I've had a very long day and I'm incredibly tired. Uh, Becca is incredibly tired. Craig is high on Damasipan. Uh, Although I, I am drinking Alpine, which oh, is a, a a very niche beer from the very eastern corner of Canada. Excellent. And um, yeah, you're high on Damasipan, um, which is so. How has Kerry rated your week? Um, Alpine um, sky high, mountainous. Um, Trying to think what this says about your week, Craig. As we know, that this is how it is judged. So Kerry did not buy me beer this week. I picked this oh. up myself. Oh wow, it's been a bad week. Yes. <laughs> um, so welcome to two very tired Brits. Um, one person who's had a lot of meat and a high Canadian um, meat man. As well, I should now call you. <laughs> Tell us about heard summer racing league this week. So this weekend on Herd Summer Racing League, our races will take on a single lap out and back again in Watopia, totaling 42.3 kilometres with an elevation gain of 333 metres. Our racers will score points for the fastest segments in their category on the Fuego Fuego Flats Sprint during the lead-in, the Watopia Sprint Forwards, Volcano Com and Hemicom Reverse. There are also points on offer for finishing positions in each category. Expect Steve to moan about Heli Reverse again. I mean, yeah, it's, we, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, and we'll also get to, could be a course where genuinely you could do a bike change. And can you see my excited face as I mentioned? I, I can see Craig's disgusted face. <laughs> At what point are you going to do a bike change? Clearly and, and, at and Volcano for- which it's which really, which, really av- flat. which averages at four and a half percent. So yeah. you're gonna you're gonna change to a climbing bike. No, I'll change for to a drop. climb. For... Obviously, from, from from my fastest flat bike, just for the sprint. So 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 you... venge and disco wheels to a tron. I don't have the venge and disco wheels, so my fastest flat bike is the tron. So I will be changing <laughs> from the tron. Maybe change color. I don't know. So so I'm still trying to see now. Um, I, I appreciate that there may not be a massive amount of logic involved in this, but you're you, you're talking about changing from a bike that might save you two whole seconds on a flat course to one that will maybe save you two seconds on um, a moderate, if that, hill, and the bike change is probably going to take you 20 seconds. But as we know, the key tactic is to hammer the primes. So two seconds on a prime 
it's probably worth four seconds on two primes or three primes as it is it's probably worth a bike change but let's not spoil the which bike we're going to ride the answer's Pinktron. i'm not going to change bike that's a ridiculous idea um so out and back again uh it's really flat uh and then you hit the volcano oh sorry the watopia sprint um so yes yeah, it's, it's just and, flat. And, and the desert sprint oh it's the desert sprint in this it is it is uh, you like said this two minutes ago. Yeah, sorry, um, I don't listen to James. I just look at the profile on Swift Insider as we established a few weeks ago, Becca. So we hit the desert sprint, which will be um, that'll be just after the start pen. So yeah, I think it's one point eight kilometers. Oh, that's that's never fun. So fast start on Swift, and then into the into the stupidly long desert sprint that will take about four years. Um, is my experience of it. Uh, 40, 50 second sprint, realistically. 30. Um, all right. I'm, I'm nearly an A. Um, so for, for us, us, us nearly C's, um, it's going to take 45 to 50 seconds uh, for you elite athletes in the A's, uh, closer to 30. Uh, but it's a longer sprint. Um, and it is hard because it is after the, the fast start on, on Swift, isn't it? So um, tough start. And uh, quite often a place where um, breaks can occur in the pack as well, isn't it? There's, there's people get a bit cooked um some people banner attack here you're expecting a banner attack tomorrow becca are you going to banner attack no not at all i want the draft all the way around so like the volcano is is so shallow you need the draft if you want a good time um so yeah we go out the desert uh we do the little climb out of the desert but then turn left avoiding titans um and back through to wartopia um or back through to the marina to the wartopia sprint Straightforward sprint, that one. Nice and easy. Out on some nice flat bits again, and then we hit the volcano. Let's talk about the on, volcano. On the sprint, it's just worth noting, it's another long one. Uh, I think 340 metres. So we've got the 500-metre um, Fuego Flats, followed by 340-odd metres on the Watopia sprint. So another long one. So you've picked all of the worst sprints and one of the worst climbs. Excellent. Yeah. Which is one of the worst climbs. These are the two best climbs. <laughs> <laughs> and Hilly Reverse is, is just boring. Sorry. We'll get to Hilly Reverse. And we know, you know that I have views on this. So um, long, two long sprints. Um, let, let's just sort of genuinely, let's talk long sprint tactics. So yes, yeah, 25 to 30 seconds of sprinting on the, uh, on the Watopia sprint. Uh, or a bit quicker if you're quicker around 46 seconds of sprinting uh, it's quite you're, you're not holding your peak 15 second power kind of what tactics you're doing how are you using your power-ups folks so i always try to hit top speed before the start of the sprint segment especially on the long ones uh, well actually especially on the short ones but even on the long ones it's uh be going fast and then continue going fast and then worry about surviving after the finish line yeah i've never cracked this one so i've tried the going fast before the sprint and then trying to go fast as long as i can and then i just die 10 seconds from the end of where the sprint is and lots of people go past me um and then i've tried starting slow and ramping up and lots of people go past me and i never catch them up again so I just I just need to get better at sprinting for longer, which <laughs> would probably be one answer. In terms of power-ups, as ever, I think it's best to try and use the power-up when you're deploying most of your power. So if you're one of those people that just hits the power-up and then hammers it, 
and then slowly go slower. That's the best time. If you're one of those people who can hold a power and then accelerate, maybe tries to draft and then sprint at the end, use your power up when you're going fastest. I think that's the, the clue, but most of us don't have the ability to be sprinting hard and then mash keys. Unlike Becca, who seems to be able to do amazing efforts while like tapping messages onto the platform. Things like that. I can do tempo and threshold while texting. I can't sprint and text at the same time. That is even beyond my capabilities. So I will say, Steve, um, the the bit you suggested uh, before about uh, having starting the sprint and then hitting the arrow helmet. This is maybe the one of the only spots where that actually makes sense where you go fast you kind of catch up to the front of the group and draft and then kind of halfway through the sprint hit the hit the arrow um and then you turn it into kind of two sprints with a second or two rest in between but that's still really hard yeah i think the key uh, uh, my key advice would be you want to be the last person to use your power up if somebody in front of you uses their power up and you can hold on to them and draft them and then use yours there, there is an advantage but you want you want your power up to finish just as you cross the line you don't want to be using it over the line do you because that's a waste of a power up um anyway that's enough about sprinting we all know sprinting is rubbish and we hate it um because because i'm equally bad at climbing now um so we hit we hit the the uh, Volcanocom. James, you're, you're now awesome at the Volcanocom. Talk us through how you do it. I just try and hold a number. Um, with the exception of the bit about halfway round where you go straight through the volcano and it's flat, um, I will just try and hold a number. I think I can hold for seven, seven and a half minutes. And it hurts. Especially that bit at the end. Yeah, the bit at the end is steep, um, and yeah. we'll hear from we'll hear from Nate Home, who is probably a, about to start riding now later on. So Nate Home from the hood, we had a quick chat with him. We'll hear from him about his views on the volcano, and he does not like the bit at the end either. But more from Nate later. Um, Becca, how are you doing, volcano? You're you're awesome at climbing. I'm going to sit in the back and attack for the last sort of 500 meters, and hopefully with a feather. But if not, with a probably fairly decent sprint hopefully the bit at the end is awesome if you're lightweight is this one craig i'm going to ask you this question is this one for the classic what we should call the martin maneuver um which is to drop the pack um as in drop off the back of the pack at the beginning of the i can't talk i'm so tired drop the pack at the beginning of the prime uh and then catch the pack up know that you can draft the pack and then attack at the end of the prime, thus gaining time at both ends. So drop a couple of seconds back, work hard to get back into the, the bunch, and then attack the bunch at the end, gaining a few seconds on the prime compared to those people in the bunch. Martin so Maneuver, would, yes or no? I would say absolutely yes. Um, so where this is a very draftable climb, uh, now, I mean, you have to be careful in that you can't drop back further than you can catch up. But absolutely, it's a... Uh, this is one where you can put that little effort in at the start and then sit in the group and then, yeah, uh, I'm going to get dropped. I'm going to get dropped by a second or two at the top. So if I have gained that second or two at the bottom, uh, then the time's kind of even out. It is a, I, I've struggled with the top of the volcano recently that if I get dropped, 
I am not heavy. Like the descent of the volcano is not heavy to super tuck. Like, I am not heavy enough to super tuck. <laughs> I am not heavy enough to super tuck all the way down the volcano. Unlike Nate Home, who spoke to earlier, who probably can, and some of the heavier riders. So I found recently, if I'm not in a bunch, I have to be really cautious at the top of the volcano when you get there. If I'm not in a bunch, it is easy to get dropped off a group because they can all super tuck. They get the group dynamics. You can get dropped there. So it is it is one to be cautious of um at the top uh but before that i think the flat bit is really important to talk about as well is there any value in considering this almost like two climbs so work hard to the flat bit you're probably going to get a 20 second rest work hard for the next bit i think if you're resting in the middle bit you're not doing it right i think i think a lot of it depends on so are are you targeting if, if you're targeting a time the the flat bits on the volcano and the the little dips are where you can lose most time. Um, you can easily drop 20, 25 seconds on those bits alone. Um, so if you're sitting up and recovering, going through the volcano on the flat bit in the middle, you're dropping lots and lots of time, which is going to affect your prime. I am hanging on for dear life um, to the rider in front of me at all points of the volcano, <laughs> less so on the flat bit usually. Um, yeah, so top of the volcano... Um, probably seven eight nine minutes depending on on where you are um as, as a rider i think sort of good seas might be looking trying to get towards eight and a half minutes eight minutes be good bees are probably looking seven and a half minutes on this one under uh, um, um i i'd, I'd say um a, a very good bee will be close to seven minutes becca what's your pb 619 and i did it as a bee sandbagging massive sound. <laughs> yeah. that was so, the reason uh, we might almost a so yeah so um i i my pb i think was is 650 and i i, I was nowhere close to hitting a power on that mm. race so so yeah I, i'm i'm very angry about this because i did 4.9 watts per kilo for the whole climb and managed seven minutes ten <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and that's a really good example, isn't it? This is really one that, like, being a bunch, being a motivated bunch at going hard, because, like you say, James, those flat bits and those dips, like, even if you hit pick a number and stick to it, you are going to lose time riding on your own compared to Massive people percent. riding together. So, yeah. if you can be in a bunch, be in a bunch. Same, well, same applies. Oh, sorry, Greg. That six fifty was the first lap of six uh, that day, so that was chasing Becca in uh up in zrl or becca and orgen so yeah no it's a uh, becca and orgen they 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 beat me on that climb but uh yeah no i I got a pb and managed to stick with the front group for a while i think think the draft on that climb could easily be 30 seconds Mm. Uh, at least at least 15 yeah so it's a bit of a tricky descent it's not one and i say that as it's not one that you can just sort of sit super tuck recover not really have to worry about it there are little climbs it, you can get dropped off a bunch fairly easily on this climb and there does seem to be a differentiator between 80 90 kilo riders who can ride it one way and lighter riders who can't um i think we'd all agree on that craig hasn't pulled a face at me which is usually my sign of basically no, starting I, to pull a face people here we yeah, go i'm i'm 100 with you and i mean i'm I'm a 75 to 80 kilogram rider the entire time I've been on Zwift and 
I've multiple times gotten dropped on the descent from the volcano KOM. It's, it is not, you can't really, you, it's not a spot for recovery. It's pe people are still going to drive the pace on the way down and you have to stay with them. Also, also um, if you manage to say win the climb um, and you find yourself off the front, that's probably the most dangerous place to be because if, pe if people go past you, you're really, really, really going to struggle to get back on their wheel. I'm going to put a face and say, if you're slower than people up the climb and off the back, then that's equally a dangerous place to be because they'll I, I just suspect, go away from you even quicker. Um, I, I have more experience be, of this, though. <laughs> I suspect it would be even harder to catch up with them again than if they overtook you going downhill. Yeah. Um, so nice flat bit. Um, nice recovery bit. That is actually quite flat. There's nothing much to think about. We hit uh, Italian villas, you know, the gravel climb that everyone hated in ZRL when the steamroller was there. But we go right instead of left, I think, at this point. No, anyway. Yes. Which, which bit we, are you talking about? Uh, He's the, right. The, grav the gravel climb um, out from that straight ah. bit of road from the volcano. Uh, we don't go left to the, the sprint like we did in ZRL. We go right. Um, and then we head towards my favourite climb. Stupid, hilly, reverse, stupid climb, um, which has a lovely start. Lovely start, nice steep start. You turn right and then you go over a bridge and then it's just stupid and I hate it. And there's like four more minutes of stupidness. And then you hit the descent. And that's all I've got to say about that climb. So I'm going to let you folks talk about it for a bit now. Did we talk about this last week or was it a week before? Because oh. I'm getting a lot of deja vu here. It was last week. Can I just say, I did Craig's Martin Maneuver on this one so much so that I thought I'd gone too far back. So I was about five seconds off the back of the pack and I thought I was going to get dropped and got second on this. So it works very, very nicely on this climb, as long as you don't actually get dropped. Yeah. Well, and that's one, I think, uh, I there was one race in the seas when I actually, we, it was Magnificent Eight, I think. And uh, Cy Seymour and I were, were battling for the BHSRL title. And I just kept backing off and backing off and, and he he kept he, he kept coming with me and uh anyway i uh i was not able to drop him the entire way and then he sprint out sprinted me at the line but uh i think we had dropped i think it was even more than five seconds becca and uh it, it was uh it, it, it's, it's a really funny spot where yeah you can you can hit that sprint and then come back down into the draft with a with a group that didn't already sprint and then uh, get attack the uh, the the very uh, end of the the climb again so i think last last week we were talking that the start of the uh, KOM you'd well i i'd, I'd be looking for probably about um 125 to 150% FTP. Becca will probably be looking for 175 to 200 um, on the, the sharpest part of the climb. And then FTP, it may be slightly over for the rest. But yeah, it's it, it, it's not the great greatest climb in inverted commas in Zwift. So I absolutely overdid it in hammering the prime in this last weekend. And I completely blew up uh, after the reverse sprint and just was not able to keep with the group 
through the cobbles. It was I uh, I set a new personal best for one minute power and a I think it was a a twelve second PB on reverse KOM and uh, yeah no that was a little too much. I think the pertinent question to be asked right now is, is Steve still awake? Have you finished talking about stupid hitty reverse com yet? I think so. Okay, right. I will rejoin the pod. Uh, So down, uh, nice recovery bit, and then we head back into the desert, and it's Fuego Flats sprint again. Um, But it doesn't count for points. Yeah, so we are just sprinting for position. Don't have to worry about primes. Just beat the people in your group. Um, no, no, there's, there's no sophistication to this, is there? It's just, you need to be ahead of people on the line. So I will be attacking at one kilometer. <laughs> of course you will. I tried um, that in a crit yesterday and it worked really, really well. If people don't know you're going to do it, it does work surprisingly. I've used it in bullseyes before now. It's like, you just go really hard at a K and you rely on people just looking at each other and being like, well, that's a silly move, isn't it? And then you just sort of ride to the end and like people I, will look at each other and then they're about two seconds behind you on the sprint. Remember, now everyone knows I do it. Stupid Gavin and Mario Line chased me in Paris, but there we go. I, I remember being in a group with you in Innsbruck when you went the kilometre and I saw you go and I just thought, well, I'm not bothered about this. We're going to catch him. <laughs> and we all sort of like flew past you about 250 metres to go. But none of you had any panache. And that's <laughs> what matters at this time. Uh, so bike choice, what we're we going with? Patreon. Venge and Disc. Oh, interesting. Honestly, I'm going to message Dan Pedraza and ask him what I should be writing because he seems to know more than us. It's Venge and Disc. Uh, maybe, even... maybe you should do that before the show back up. <laughs> <laughs> so even even up the KO, the KOM, so up the Volcano KOM solo, the Vengeance disc is faster than the Tron. I, I know it's sacrilege to say, but that climb is shallow enough and it arrow matters enough um, that it is... Actually, it might not be faster. It might be exactly the same. But there's there's enough sprints in the like the the, the long sprint uh, the arrow is going to matter even more and I w- I would say that this is one where you're carrying the disc wheels up the hill. Yeah, and this is it, if you are more of a climber, um, then it's I think it's definitely a course to play to your weakness. So actually, that bike that's going to make you faster on the flat sections and more likely to stick in that group through those long sprints is a good shout here. Where's the crossover point though? So if you've got the Tron, is it faster than like one of the good flat bikes? I mean, the Vengeance Disc is the best flat bike in the game, isn't it? So at what point? Like the the Tron is still a pretty good flat bike. Um, if, so if you don't have the Venge and one of the two disc wheel sets than the tron and then if you don't have the tron yet probably looking at like the canyon air roads kind of good good all-round bike climbs well does well on the flat um probably go your with best, your flat wheels best arrow best arrow straight out yeah so there we go nice and easy solved we're not doing a bike change because that's just daft but i'm that, i totally want someone to do a bike change um so uh right James, what else is coming up this week uh, in the Herd Racing League? 
Okay, so on Monday, we have Stampede, our individual time trial event, um, and it's a single lap of the Keith Hill after party in London. On a Wednesday uh, for Bullseye, um, and, and we'll hear um, Nate talking about uh, Bullseye a bit um, a bit later on. Um, so Bullseye's our points race where you score points depending on your position in your category at the end of each lap with double points on offer on the final lap. Um, there are um, six laps of the Champs-Élysées and if you did this on Tuesday you will know it is horrid. Um, and uh, we have the herd of mountain goats um, on Sunday um, and this week that is Innsbruck UCI. Um, before we come back round again to, I've done this in a completely wrong order. Um, before we come back round again to HSRL, and it'll be um, a week on a week today, um, Friday, it'll be three laps of Greater London Flat. So three lots of the Forward London Sprint, which is nice and short at 200 metres. I'm so tired, I'm not sure whether it's still that I'm tired or whether it's just that you've confused me so much about how the week runs and what days <laughs> yeah. of the week are which there. But they it's, sound like some cool events. It's basically how I've got it listed on my spreadsheet because I added um, Herd of Mountain Goats after everything else. Um, so it's just in the wrong order. <laughs> I do like that your week appears to run Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 12, a picture of a teddy bear, Monday, uh, and then just some random doodles. Yeah, pretty much. Excellent. Um, how much Malbec do you drink before you make this spreadsheet change? Probably not enough. <laughs> Is that the key, actually? Glass of Malbec, look at this spreadsheet and it all makes total sense. <laughs> um, cool. There's some cool events. Innsbruck UCI's. I, I, Innsbruck's an underused race course, I think. All, all of the routes there are fun. There's some cool custom routes you can do on it. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Hopefully I get to ride on Sunday. We shall see. Uh, Becca, Craig, anything you're particularly going to ride out of that this week? So I actually have a question for James. The The series points for Herd of Mountain Goats, is that every week or is it a best of? It's every week. So it is your best 10 results in a 10-week series. Thank you. Um. Well done on answering that in an only slightly less confusing way than you explained the days of the week, James. <laughs> um, right, I, I can't believe... I, I'm going to thank some people later for, for funding this complete nonsense and also apologise to them at the same time that we have just upped the nonsense as a result of that. Um, right, speaking of nonsense, what's annoyed us this week in the world of Zwift? Who wants to go first? I do. Craig had to say, Craig, you can't see this because this is a podcast. Craig has turned to his whiteboard where there is a bullet pointed list. There is. So first, Zwift has made a change to the water bottle animation. You now only use, you only will only drink your water bottle on the frames for which there is a water bottle on the frame. This is, I, I totally understand this is now a congruent animation thing but at the same time the paris bugs where people show up in the pen backwards are still there nearly a year later and they fixed the water bottle craig you have three things on your list and that only appears to be two the third thing is diazepam is awesome <laughs> 
<laughs> that's just written I, um, I, I, I almost want to end this feature now because I think we've peaked with a man being annoyed about, about a game where they've fixed the animation for water bottle drinking I, and I think actually this is the kind of thing that I, I really wish I was still on the like, WTRL and Swift forums on Facebook because people will be losing their shit over this completely in a completely uh, un, unproportionate way uh, Becca I really don't have anything to complain about this week. I'm sorry. I had to think. I don't have anything. Uh, I'll, I'll come to you last, James. I, I have two things to complain about. One is that uh, Zwift has completely removed my ability to do reasonably menial bike maintenance tasks, as I discovered by hosing myself with uh, tubeless sealant earlier. Um and uh, Craig is laughing as I shared the video with some of the people on this chat. Um, and also, what's the little bit about Zwift? So people, people offering to pay other riders to ride for their race teams. Like, I, I get that if you're Alpes in Phoenix uh, for kind of anything that's not that. They're just like something fundamentally. It's just pick, people chasing pixels on a screen. It's just a bit weird. Uh, James, over to you. Uh, six laps of Champs-Élysées in Zwift Racing League at the very bottom of your category where you are not the right type of rider for that route. I nearly rage quit within 30 seconds and probably would have done if it wasn't for the fact that I had to finish in order to get my team some points. What yeah. kind of rider do you think it suits seeing as I am lighter than you quite considerably and I came second? Craig you is have, waving. You, Craig has views. <laughs> No, no, it's me. Actually, it's not even me. It's it's Ben. It's Nate. It's it, it's the people with the most power. And how did I come second? Because uh, you or, have the most sprinting power. Yeah, awesomeness. Panache. That's the answer to that question. Okay, um, right. Enough of this nonsense, you fools. Uh, big thank you in no particular order to Jason Wright, Mark Telford, Victoria Howarth, William Moore, Hugh Shepard, Paul Dennison, Gavin Irons, Keith Aranji, Darren Scott, Robert Pace, Anna Wood, some weirdo called Craig Martin, and Mark Shepard, uh, who very kindly donated us some money, which basically covers the cost of hosting the podcast so we can continue to talk drivel on a Friday night when we're tired and drunk, and you can continue to listen to said drivel. Um, so thanks very much to all of you folks um thanks to everyone who's stuck with us so far tonight um apologies this has been one of the most nonsense filled things i've done since shouting giraffe at a computer um uh, a few months ago um and thanks to becca craig and james for joining me in this tired nonsense tonight as well thanks folks thanks everyone thanks thanks bye So tonight we're joined by Nate from home. Um, Nate, um, I, I know you're um, racing in about half an hour's time. Um, so normally we'd start off by asking you um, what you're drinking tonight. Um, I think the pertinent question is probably what are you going to be drinking in about an hour and a half's time? Um, there's some nice cold beers in my fridge that I think will definitely be my recovery drink for tonight. And are you a shareholder in this company of beers that you're drinking in or is it a different company? Um, uh, I'm a member, so I mean, I'm, I, I wouldn't call a shareholder, but I'm a member. So it's always good to drink the product that you have, you support. Cool. So tell us about yourself, Nate. When did you start Swifting? What do you like about the herd? 
how long have you lived in Canada for? <laughs> so, so obviously, I mean, like most people, um, I got involved in Zwift um, during like the lockdown last year. Um, you know, it was just really a way to get back into cycling again. Um, come from a triathlon background, um, but kind of cycling's became my favorite part of that. So, um, and then really kind of just kind of used it for training purposes first and then came across the bullseye one Wednesday, just searching, D- didn't know at all what it was all about. Rode, um, I think it was the dolphin. Um, and all I knew there was primes. So I saw prime on the screen on the, um, the uphill section of the dolphin and was hammering that every section. And then people were la- lapping me on the start banner. So I think halfway through, I realized I was doing the wrong way around. So all that hard work. And um, I think I actually got UPG'd as well. So it was, uh, it was a fun ride o- overall. But no, I mean, you know what? I love it. You know, I love being part in the seas. Um, and just the herds are fantastic uh, group to be with. I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm quite impressed um, that you even knew there were primes in the bullseye because most people that join it have no idea. Oh, I did, but I I, I didn't know which one. I Because I think uh, it might be my second one. I think the first one I did was uh, was a, a storyline or something like that, which was an easy banner. And then I saw the prime on the screen for the dolphin lap. So I killed myself every single time going up the hill and wondered why no one followed me. Mm-hmm. So, but that was about a year ago. And then obviously now, um, HSRL, um, stampede when I can, but that's now a killer when, um, ZRL is the next day. I'm just uh, too old to be able to do back to back. Um, and then probably bullseye, you know, I'll enjoy doing again over the summer when ZRL is kind of taking a break. So can I go back to my stampede bullseye, um, Monday, Wednesday schedule be definitely good. Yeah, we've talked about it in the past. It's a cool kind of mix-up, isn't it? It's actually quite a nice, like, accidental training program. So you have something that's around your FTP for a bit, and then Bullseye's a real kind of cool interval session, really, isn't it? So. Oh, it's fantastic. And it's, it's, you know, again, my sprints are suffering for sure because I'm not doing Bullseye, and my FTP's suffering because I'm not doing Stampede, but I just love ZRL. Like, a lot of people just hooked on that and... uh you know, this this year, kind of mentality is doing great in the American East. So, looks as though we're playoff bound. We'll see, but. So, what, um, you've obviously got a strong American accent on the go, Nate. What, what took you out to the States? <laughs> um, so, I did a sports degree um, at Aberdeen. And then was looking for a job. Just came out, out here part-time to coach with uh, Major League Soccer for a little bit just coaching in Connecticut. And then um, 14 years later, I'm still out here. So it's uh, it's definitely been a journey, but it's crazy that 14 years have flown by. But yeah, I, I am I am in uh, Connecticut near New York, not Canada, as uh, James thought. So I, I have no idea what actually put into my head that you're in Canada. So I think anyway. it was the curling of which yeah yeah, yeah. must have been not that uh, canada did all that well in curling this year but uh that's okay that's a different and also very niche podcast i think probably less niche than this one <laughs> if we're perfectly honest about it so 
we got a rider preparing for a race tonight in you nate talk us through your prep kind of what's your what's your pre-race routine um, um i gotta be honest i've enjoyed sitting on the couch right now just um n- not pedaling um you know, again, it's it's a fun course. It's not as crazy as Bigfoot Hills. I mean, I know it's kind of similar tarmac to Bigfoot Hills, but um, no, I don't mind it. I mean, I think, you know, Zwift's one of those platforms that the more you get used to it, the more you realize some of these routes are not just not as bad. Um, you know, the Volcano KOM isn't as bad as what I first feared it was. Um, even the Reverse KOM, again, they're actually both very similar climbs. It's just knowing when to hit the power, when to be in the draft um, to get you over them. So it's not like it's um, the app where it just it kills you for an hour, hour and a half, and there's no respite. At least these two kind of climbs tonight are a bit draftable. You've got some flat bits. Um, although I still hate that um, last kicker on the volcano climb. I, I always just watch people ride away from me there. I can just see Becca in the chat smiling away as she, like me, likes the bits that kick and, and don't have flat bits and drafting. You were describing all the bits we like about these clubs as things that you dislike, which is probably why we like them. Um, so you, you've been drifting for a while, quite quite a like, strong, like recent improvement. I mean, I talk about this like I'm a cool Swifter. I'm really not, but you've, you've improved a lot on Swift. What would you what what would you say was the basis of that improvement and what, what would be the tips you'd pass on to people then? I mean, part of it was just going from couch to being back on the bike again. I mean, I started uh, about 105 kilos, completely out of shape. You know, I could, could do about 20K on the bike, and that was me. I mean, the first couple of races I was doing, you know, I was absolutely destroyed. Um, and then just got into the swing of things. You know, again, it's just, it's... Um, I mean, it's funny. I've still not done a full workout yet on Zwift, so I'm not one of those ones that fully do... And the one, the one work I did do it was um, my FTP was um, miscalculated. So it hurt a lot more than it should have. Um, but I know it's just, I just enjoy it for the social side. You know, you can take it so serious and you can, you know, you can swear at the t- TV and curse as much as you want when you get dropped on a climb that you think you should have had a chance on. And then all of a sudden you kind of get off the bike after and just realize, you know what, it, it, it's a game. It's, you know, it's not, I'm not professional. It's take it for the light it is and um, enjoy the social aspects. And then, you know, you've got the chat and messenger and you've got the chat on Facebook page afterwards as well as part of, part of the experience. So I think not, that's what Herod does really well. So you've, you've talked about um, ZRL and HSRL. Um, what other than when, when you're not racing, what would you do on Zwift? Uh, mainly group rides, to be honest. Um, I'm not as motivated to go out there on a route and just badge hunt. I find it very hard to stay focused if I'm just trying to jump from pack to pack. I think I'm just so used to having that pack on the road that I enjoy being in the draft. And, um, so group rides for sure, special event rides, um, but yeah, a lot of my, a lot, to be honest, a lot of my time on Zwift is, uh, is racing. I think I just passed my 200th race stroke group ride um, the other day in just over a year. So my Zwift power page is pretty, um, pretty full. 
Good work. Um, you mentioned group rides. Are there any in particular that you do on sort of a regular basis? Um, not really. I mean, again, I, I just whatever works for my schedule. I just um, I jump I jump on again. It's if I'm looking for a ride first thing in the morning. It's really I just look in the companion and just see what's around. Again, it's uh, and I think that's the good thing about Swift. You know, it's there's a good social aspect. You know, no matter where you go, it's, but it's just making sure you you find the group, the right group ride and the pace. I mean, pace is everything on the group ride for sure. And sometimes people advertise a certain one and then you get on it and it's just either too slow or too fast and it can kind of kill the mood. But um, I don't know. It's, it's just, I enjoy being on, on the routes with a big pack rather than just solo riding and kind of getting annoyed when you're following someone and all of a sudden they, they're finished for the day and then you're trying to find that next uh that next person to ride with i um i remember um you doing um festive 500 and um finishing 500 kilometers about 30 seconds after someone else yep yep that was my mistake again of uh, not doing a group ride i mean i um i actually i think it was at the time that um the new expansion came out of those four new routes or five whatever they were and I stupidly chose Serpentine 8 <laughs> as uh, my Christmas Day morning workout. And halfway through, realized I probably should have quit because how slow it was. So I think, I, think, I think for me, the next time if I ever have to do something, it's group rides or even Coco Cadence or some of that. Just find a pace partner where you know is going to motivate you rather than just, uh, I don't know, sometimes you, without knowing it, you're only doing about... 25 30k and if you're if you're on a crunch to get kilometers then that's then that's not good enough and i found out the hard way with you with uh that message um as i was about 2k to go <laughs> um for someone who has confessed that a year ago they were struggling to do 20 kilometers um doing 500k in the week is a pretty phenomenal achievement i'd say well done that was probably my biggest achievement I've done so far in cycling. I mean, even in terms of cycling there, I mean, I just, just passed 10,000 K in about a year, which is uh, probably way more than what I've ever cycled in my life. So um, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's sticking to a schedule. It's being diligent with that, but also listening to your body because I, I have been there where I may be being hooked on racing and I even see it on the Facebook page that people get hooked on racing and all of a sudden your body gets wrecked and you, you run yourself into the ground. Yeah. And that was a big that big tip we had from Lord orange as well. was like the proper recovery, like zone one sat there being really disciplined about it. Um, a couple of quick fire questions. Cause I know you've got to go and do warm up um, ahead of the race tonight. Um, best and worst moment on Swift. Um, Best moment was probably over over the winter when I um, smoked Ben on the last hill on the S's. Um, I, I mean, he still he still um, mentions that, and I still um, wind him up about it. But you know, my little breakaway with two two and a half k to go to not to win the race because HBR uh, definitely not HBR beginner race, but it was fun. But I won won the little race that was with the pack after surviving. Uh, I don't know. Worst moment. Um, first time up Ventop. 
has, has, has there been a second time up then top? Yeah, there has been a second time. Um, there hasn't been a third time yet. <laughs> but, um, that'll come. That, that'll come soon enough. But it's uh, yeah, that's probably the toughest climb on the the game, just because of the the sheer distance of it. Uh, favorite course on Swift? Uh, I'd probably say it wrong because I'm Scottish, but um, San and Sequoia. Is it Sequoia? I'd say Sequoia. I, I, I say Secrets. I don't know, whatever it is, but I don't know. I think it's just the Titans Grove is an underestimated part of Zwift. I think it's a great little part both ways. You know, again, the normal route or even the reverse route when you're doing something like Muir in the Mountain. Um, it's kind of strange that it's, it's not the reverse route really isn't that incorporated into the game. There's only a few ones that go through it compared to the other way around. And yeah, even again, and even San and Sequoia, again, I think that's the only one that actually goes through the Titan Grove that way. So it's it's weird because it's such a, a good expansion to Zwift. Yeah, we've said that, especially Titans Reverse. There's some there's some cool climbs on that idea, and it feels underused, doesn't it? And I think because like you say, there aren't there aren't enough routes that do it. Uh, favorite bike? No, that I got it, probably Tron. But which color um, Tron? Green Tron. Oh, oh, you'd have been allowed blue Tron as you're Scottish, but the correct answer is pink Tron. Um, I know it's pink, I, but I like to be matchy matchy. So, uh, you know, again, in, in game and um, having the green just works for me. Cool. So, and uh, so, so Nate, I, uh, you mentioned ZRL, and uh, definitely, uh, I do want to. I just want to say, uh, well, we got John here. Is uh, thanks. You've been a big help on the seas on uh for the america's east on helping organize and divvy things up and bouncing ideas off and i really appreciate the the help you've given there so thanks sir it's it's a pleasure and it's just that you know it's um you know again big credit to everyone and the herd i mean again you've done a great job with organizing that in terms of the overall base and helped it grow in terms of getting the teams there so the least I could do because you know what it's it's such a big network of riders. Um, so anything to help out is it's all good. Final question then: What would you say to people who are dipping their toe into to the world of Swift or Swift racing? Uh, what would you say to them? Just try, give it a go. Again, you can always um, you can always quit after quit if you're struggling. You know, again, it's one of those ones you can go back to group rides. I mean. Um, I've been there a few times when you've done a race and then you're, you're tanking in and all of a sudden your legs are just telling you, no, you should be on a recovery day today. But, you know, just, just try it. I mean, obviously know what you're getting to. Don't do a crit race as your first race on Zwift. Cause uh, again, that was a mistake, but um, enjoy them. You know, there's, there's so many different ones out there. Again, there's so many levels. Don't be, don't be afraid of having to be in the lead group because there's natural groups that, happen and i've been there worked my way up the groups and you know again you guys can kind of say credit to when you're in the bees you know even though you're not in that league group at times with the bees or whatever you're still a race within a race and there's still that fun factor and again when you get to a prime or whatever like an hsrl then that's where you kind of your mini battle starts um, you can always quit will probably be the title for tonight's show i think um. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh brilliant night you've been fantastic um it's great chatting to you as always and uh, it's always fun when we race so um hopefully we're racing against each other soon um or, or with each other in the quokkas um yeah cause, cause, i mean my, my, my i mean my plan if i uh, stop drinking my beer is um i will get down to the bees but or up to the bees but i don't know beer just tastes so good at times it's it's <laughs> hard to it's hard to uh, cut out my diet yeah, I'm currently trying to wait date my way back to sea, so uh, hopefully I'll be joining you again soon. As well. <laughs> cool. Anyway, thanks, dude. Have a great race tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah anyway, I got to jump. I got to jump. But I mean, take care, guys. Good luck. Anyway. See you, bye.